How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the You Know Adam Sane podcast, where you get to know a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Today, sitting across the way is Mr. Darren Van Tassel, an absolute giant in the Statesboro. <laughs> Welcome Adam, to the too, show. Adam, you're far too kind, but your energy is already good. This is going to be a good show. Awesome. So, uh, Darren, uh, for the viewers that don't know, what is it that you do in Statesboro? Well, this is home. Yep. Um, from the business standpoint, I'm, uh, I wear, get, get to wear a couple of hats. That's I'm the, right. I'm the president and, um, and owner, along with my wife, of Tormenta FC. Yes. Statesboro's uh, professional soccer Which team. is amazing. Um, only two cities in the state of Georgia have pro sports. Okay. Metro Atlanta and Statesboro. Uh-huh. So um, that really grew out of our role. My wife and I are also owners of the clubhouse okay. here in Statesboro, our family entertainment center. And um, um, we purchased and, and we now run Vandy's Barbecue uh, okay. downtown. So those are our hats. Our development company is um, probably getting as much attention lately as anything. That's um, right. Listen, I'm excited about the soccer stadium we're building and the condos that'll be a part of that and the retail spaces that'll be a part of that and the music venue that'll be a, a part of that. Um, everybody else I knew would get excited about Publix and that's just that's just fine because uh, that space is filling out filling out as well. So um, uh, I guess I guess local developer, I get to wear that title too. And th- this is one of those things where, you know, uh, thinking about achieving something like that feels like an insurmountable goal, right? And, you know, uh, for those that maybe, you know, have have seen the publics, have seen all these developments, I guess, you know, one of the questions is, how did you all, how did you do it? How was that even possible that someone yeah. is able to la- make that sort of impact for the community? Is it everything about the other people you get to work with? All okay. these sorts of things? Uh-huh. Listen, when we decided that uh, Tormenta would come into being and, and that we needed a, a professional uh, soccer team here, we knew that needed a stadium. That was to be a FIFA requirement. Um, but we also knew my own background was the, is the, in the Olympics, uh, three-time Olympian in baseball and was in a, man, a head coach in Atlanta, but I ran the games in Athens and Beijing. Okay. Um, on for the International Baseball Federation. I only mention that because we built stadiums and ran big events. Love that. There. Love that. Here's what we know. Stadiums, you have to be in them all the time. You have to, they have to be destinations even when there's not games. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Paulson Stadium. I love going to Georgia Southern football games, but it's only used six times a year. That's right. Um, you know, the private sector can't pull something like that off. It only gets used six times a year. So, so how do we make our spot more of a destination? Um, I think you ask yourself, what does a community need? Yeah. And in our case, when we uh, went after Publix, we knew we wanted a high-end grocery store. Gotcha. We were desperate for it. We were thirsty for it. Um, we signed a deal with Publix about in about 24 hours. Yeah. Um, just a little news uh, recap for all your listeners. Yeah. Publix was always coming here. They were never going <laughs> anywhere else. It took a lot to do because sure. while those agreements were signed very, very quickly, we had we had roads to build, sure. we had traffic lights to put up, Tormenta Way had to be built, um, a bus stop from the university had to be placed in there, and and the Aikens Boulevard entrance to Georgia Southern had to come on across the road to South Campus. So that meant there had to be some land to be sold, to be developed. I can't tell you enough how how um, proactive our our congressional leadership has been on this one, especially locally, the city, the county, the Board of Education, um, our local representatives at those times mm-hmm. really helped us create that tax allocation district, which 
let us get the public infrastructure done. But mm -hmm. um, COVID slows everything down for sure. a couple of years, too. But that happened. We, we remained optimistic, but I think, Adam, we remain, remained very defiant. That's right. Also, and boy, if that's not the hallmark of um, trying to do anything locally in any place at any time, I think that's you know one of the things that entrepreneurs have to to get done. So for me, um, whether it's sports or food or art or music, I think those are the four global languages mm -hmm. of the world, and and um, you know we're involved in some of those businesses together, and 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 the way I think you grow communities and and build identities in those communities is you use those four vehicles. Sport has largely been the vehicle that that's right that we're doing here, but whether it's the food associated with stadiums, whether it's the music associated with stadiums, whether it's the architecture and the art of those things too. You got to get them right. And and if you're going to do them in a sound in a market our size, then you really got to get it right off the bat. That's right. So a ton to unpack there. Yeah, the a lot. the thing the thing that stood out to me is Olympia, the Olympics. What was your role in that and how did you even become involved in something yeah. like that? You know, Statesboro's home to a lot of giants. Yeah. I played uh baseball at Georgia Southern Love for that. Jack Stallings. Uh-huh. Every sport, Adam, has its own international federation. Okay. Most people know FIFA. Yeah. Not just the video game, but the or <laughs> but the international organization. That's right. So I went to work the International Baseball Federation because Jack Stallings was one of the founders wow. of that. So and, he and, was was he a coach? And he was the head coach at Georgia Southern. And I played for him and and so the amount of respect he had around the globe and within the International Federation and all the various countries that they served. So Summer of 89, I um, I made my first travel outside the country. Wow. Uh, met his insistence and sure. BS. Went to the Soviet Union in 1989 for two months. Okay. That was the summer it fell apart. So really? I lived there and watched wow. it. Um, I would later go get my doctorate in international affairs. That summer had such an impact really? on me. And, and then being there in the middle of sport and, you know, the wall came down because of that summer. Yeah. Um, but 44 countries later and... And twenty years later, um, what was, you know, in the midst of all like? that, what's yeah, that like working for, you know, organize organization that that is that is that renowned? I mean, anywhere you go, everybody knows the Olympics. Yeah, and you know, here's what the Olympics really are. So mm. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some of the pull the curtain back yes, a bit, please. So every federation, every sports federation holds world championships every year. Regional championships, um, you know, the World Cup came out last yesterday, right? The the cities in the U.S. That's right. FIFA, Atlanta, Atlanta yeah, got selected. Atlanta gets that's one. Huge. That's big. And, and FIFA holds a, a world championship every four years in the men's and women. Um, but they hold regional championships all the time. Mm -hmm. um, these sports, every four years, decide to get, hold their world championships at the same place in the same time. Mm-hmm. That's what we call the Olympics. Gotcha. So it's really run by the federations. Understood. But every four years, it gets our attention a little bit differently, just like the World Cup. Gotcha. Gets our attention, even though there are, are international championships uh -huh. going on all the time. So my role in the, in the IBAF was um, right because I grew up in Statesboro and went to Georgia Southern. Sure. Linked to that. I went to work with lots of the federations around the world, both as coaching as developing and and then running the games and got to meet Fidel Castro in Cuba and George wow. W. Bush in, in Beijing during yeah. the Olympics there. 
it was that experience that I said, listen, just because you live in a smaller town doesn't mean we're less sophisticated. Love that. It just means we have to scale things a little bit differently. We're not going to host the Olympics. Sure. We're not going to host the World Cup, but we're filled with people here that are plenty sophisticated, mm-hmm. whether it's their food, art, music, sport choices. Mm-hmm. Um, I think university towns are uniquely situated by that. But this this community has also, uh, you know, we get to build on the shoulders of people that have come before us. Yeah. And um, and I think we're in the middle of that next giant leap. I see it too. Right now where this city is being rebranded. I think so. It's being rebranded by a growing university. It's being rebranded by a vibrant downtown by our leadership and and lots of entrepreneurs, Adam. I I count you in that group who are are trying to leave a mark because this is home. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my dear friends, he's a partner of mine, and and, um, he doesn't live in Statesboro, but he says, gosh, he said, this town, Statesboro loves itself. Mm. And I smiled and I laughed. I was a little embarrassed. (laughs) And then I paused after about 10 seconds and I said, oh my God, Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. This place loves itself. Sure. And it does get behind things that it thinks are part of the city and part Mm -hmm. of our own fabric. So I think all of our challenges with those businesses are no different than the things you're doing in Athens, Beijing that we did with the Olympics or, or whatnot is how are you a part the fabric of where you also live Mm -hmm. because we need the community to be a part of our businesses. Well, then our businesses are going to have to be a part of the community. And I think big sporting events do that. Yeah. Um, I think great food does that. And, and I think people, I don't think people, Adam really live in places for location and climate. Mm. I really think they live a lot more places that feel vibrant and can create memories and experiences. I and, love that. And most of my businesses, when we are at our best, yeah, I'm not in the bowling business, I'm not in the soccer business, I'm not in the sports business, I'm not in the restaurant business. But when we're at our best, we're in that memory making business. I love that. And and I think that's really what tries to drive. I think those are our those are our aspirations. My goodness, we do not pull that off every day. We have some shortcomings sure. along the way. Sure. And then on our shortcomings, we start feeling more like we're in the, the bowling business or the restaurant business on those I know exactly on, on those days, right? But when we're at our best yeah. and we know when those moments are. Yeah. I think that's what we're trying to do. And Statesboro is a great place um, to do so. Yeah. So obviously, you know, when you first started uh, Tormenta, um, there's obviously a lot of challenge that you you're, and you're coming out the other side, right? You're about to build this beautiful stadium uh, right in the middle of Statesboro, Georgia. Mm-hmm. What were the challenges that you faced getting there? Yeah. Right? Like, well, why? Why? I guess one of the questions is why even soccer? So, yeah, soccer isn't something that I would imagine. Like, you know, we're, we're, we know football. I'm right? a baseball guy, too. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So how did you arrive on soccer was the sport? That was going so to. the crest of tormentas mm-hmm. is a, a is a is a bird flying mm-hmm. and that bird is is the ibis sure uh, we call him bolt okay yeah but the ibis is known for its bravery in the animal world mm. because it's the last to retreat from a storm torments is the Spanish word for storm mm-hmm. and it's the first animal to reappear once the storm passes wow if you're gonna have the audacity to do something in Statesboro Georgia yeah. that involves pro sports yeah much less soccer in a college football crazy environment sure then you better stay out in the rain uh-huh. a whole lot longer <laughs> 
to get those kinds of things done. So the challenges were organizational. Sure. Um, the sports business is no different than many other ones. Um, we keep scoring sports. Yeah. We have to win championships. That's right. So we have to look and feel right, to both to players and to coaches, much less fans. Sure. I think that the Olympic experience that I went through and um, was very helpful Yeah. in terms of those things, whether yeah. it was the um, VIP experience for, um, you know, fans that were coming there. Sure. But you certainly want players to feel like this is the right right place. And, and so that takes some work. Um, it takes some um, uh, presence, mm-hmm. whether owners that have to be present, it involves building a front office. Yep. Um, we have a very extensive academy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we For have the talent. Um, yeah. And so that academy goes from Statesboro to Savannah to Hilton. Everywhere. About 1,500 families are part of a part of that. So if you could imagine the Atlanta Braves or the Atlanta Falcons, we'll use our regional teams, sure. went all the way down to two-year-olds. Yep. Well, Tormenta. That's what you guys sort are of, doing. Sort of does that. And soccer in other parts of the world tends to That's right. be built that way. We chose soccer because I thought Statesboro was ready to be a professional town. Yeah. You can't just start a baseball franchise. Yeah. Major League Baseball has that locked down. Sure. Rightly so. It's saturated. But there were soccer franchises up and about. And, and listen, if I learned anything in those 20 years with the International Baseball Federation, it was that the most popular sport in the world uh-huh. was also easily the fastest growing sport, primarily on the youth side yeah. in the United States. Um, three years ago, pro soccer in the United States at the MLS level surpasses the NBA in attendance. Wow. The NBA's doing just fine yeah. in attendance, right? Steph, right? Steph got his MVP last <laughs> night and the <laughs> Warriors and the Warriors win it. But soccer's on fire. Yeah. And from a business standpoint, think about this. Most of us that are sports fans, we sort of learn sports because it's handed down to us, right? Sure. I'm a baseball fan because my dad was a baseball fan. That's right. And his dad was a baseball That's fan. That's right. Or and whatnot. this goes the same with teams as well. Yes. If you're right. a UGA fan or you're, you're an Eagles fan, you're an Eagles fan, right? Yeah. yeah. But soccer got handed up to me by my son who was playing elite soccer. So he the was the first level. one that kind of like and That's how I started that. getting introduced to it. And and then, then I'm realizing what's going on. Mm. And this was a sports story that really wasn't happening on the youth side. Um, and listen, with generations, there'll be, you know, my grandkids will be passing it down to their kids. But sure. right now, it's really being handed up to us from the youth side. Mm-hmm. So think about a business model. Okay. You get a product yeah. that's growing on the young side. Yeah. We want to be a part of it, sure. Um, going forward, and that's exactly what's happening with TikTok, soccer. It comes to mind, bingo. Yeah, which is why we chose soccer. Yeah, that's amazing. So, you know, for you, uh, what were some of the challenges that you faced? Because you're talking about culture right now, right? It is easier to start yeah. something where the older heads, the people that have the decision-making power, can make the decision and say, "Okay, I will support this." But from a kid level, they just know what they enjoy. So how are you able to change the culture of people that maybe did not did not understand what soccer was? Because I mean, I mean, I, I think across the globe, sure. soccer is the sport that sure. people enjoy. How are you able to do that in a community that did not gravitate towards that? Well, there were more fans here than we fully appreciated at the time, too. But when we put our roster together, we we pulled from 13 different countries. You surround yourself by smart people yeah. and coaches and general managers who did that. And while I didn't know a lot about the game when we got started, um, <laughs> both my wife and I can 
figure out who the center backs are that don't know how to play through the midfield and try to sure. work through them and just go to the front. Well, I would have never even known what I just said out loud. Uh huh. Um, you know, uh, back back you know, back back, yeah. back a decade <laughs> ago, Adam. So, how do you do that? Well, you create fans. Why, why do fans want to be connected to something? Well, we were immediately going to get the soccer fans, but we got to get the people that were fans of the franchise. Mm. And so, you're creating brand identity. Mm-hmm. That's no different than what any business sure. needs to do is create brand identity. Now, we could benefit because it's identified with some really important other things that are legitimized. There's all our games are on ESPN, for example. Okay. That's what big sports look like. Uh-huh. Um, our players are part of a players' union. Okay, well, that's what happens in big sports. We're in a uh, in a very uh, in a league that's one of the top leagues in North America in the USL. Okay, well, that's what those it comes with. Those kinds of trappings. Those are legitimizers. Mm-hmm. We were already in a in a very uh, contagious sports city. Georgia sure. Southern University has done that for us. Um, whether it was all those championships in, That's right. in football that I got to see when I was a college student growing up. We had Love great that. successes in baseball. And we're, we're a sports town here. That's mm-hmm. what universities do. So we didn't have to work real hard. You know, I, I, we all call them students here. But on the business side, our, our, our students at the university are almost like tourists. Sure. And that they come for four years plus and then they move on. But we always the, the freshman class is always a new group of new New residents That's to right. town. New residents probably better than tourists. But it always gives us another shot sure. at where our fan base gets to come from. That just takes time, effort, and work. So sure. those are some some classic management 101 skills, some, some that are clearly linked to sport. But what did we do? Um, we said, let's build a venue that we're going to get soccer fans here. But people are going to come because they want to see the venue. Mm. So that's what Tormenta Stadium is going to have. It's got retail spaces. Georgia mm-hmm. Southern men's and women's team will play there. It's got residential places. You know, behind one of the goals is a four-story condo. Yeah, it's going to have um, a restaurant. Um, and the third and fourth floors of that four-story building are um, a stage where we can do seven, eight hundred people for wow. music. And the fourth floor looks down into. The third floor. Yeah. Retail spaces will be there. People will be coming to this stadium all the time. How do we get coming to the stadium? Well, if you're not a fan of soccer and all that, yeah, I knew you were going to be a fan of public. So we made sure that one yep. was going to be directly proportional to us. And then, of course, now they start to spill over. Yeah. Publix brings in your other big names Vendors that, are gonna, and, yep. that the city's going to be really pleased with when they hear them. I have to let them announce those yeah, okay, okay. kinds of things. but. You build a work, live, eat, play village. It's what downtowns do. That's right. Um, we created yet another part of the city for that vibrancy. Listen, this city can handle more than one location. We're big, and as the Blue Mile unfolds, that's going to be yet another big yep. moment um, yep. for us. As our downtown continues to sort of revive itself, that is already a big moment for that. And we know all the growth that's happening with Georgia Southern and its south campus, so... Um, sophisticated places have lots of pockets to them, and you need f- a variety of things that attract people to that. Mm-hmm. We're going to get people inside the stadium. Now, it'll be our job. Do they come a second and third time? Sure. We're going to have to make sure we do that. But, you know, our Samsung video boards and the concerts that we can put inside the stadium for 14000 will get people there. You have to keep using these things if they're going to work. Yeah. 
the Olympics really did a, a, a the Olympics don't tend to do a great job of stadiums being used once the After. games are over. That's true. That's um, very true. College football is fine. They don't have to keep them filled all year long because students pay athletic fees, so they almost have memberships to them. It's a whole different model. But again, the private sector, we have to make that work. So the clubhouse is already out there. So you have the clubhouse and all the other things that will begin also to emerge with even some more um, uh, housing that'll go on and what a fun and exciting place um, to be. So that's kind of how we we do it. All of those things cost capital, Mm -hmm. money, funds, and also people believing that Statesboro, Georgia is the place that that can do that. And I'm happy to tell you that when you ask outsiders to come and look at us and bring those kinds of things in, um, we look much better than I think people that live here Mm. fully appreciate. That's right. And a, a lot of that has to do with the work that you've put into, you know, making this a reality. I think that that is perhaps one of the biggest challenges is, you know, in an environment that maybe there's doubters out there, you've been able to, you know, strike this um, amazing, you know, vision and execute on it. Well, yeah, and you have to stay on it. And and listen, the pandemic made it tough mm. um, to do that. And, and we bump into our doubters. Sure. They're pulling for us, but they don't can't quite figure out how we're gonna you know pull it off and and that's okay we keep moving i must have had people 99 listen there are definitely people who will not believe that Publix is here they're gonna be at the (laughs) checkout stand with their bread and milk in hand checking out and saying this thing isn't coming (laughs) (laughs) but not only did we get a Publix, but we got a two-story Publix that is the largest that they make it's got a massive second floor mezzanine that looks down into it it's a sophisticated feel yeah and and listen while we may have brought Publix here Publix came because the city of statesboro made sense mm. to Publix. yeah um these other people are coming because the city of statesboro and this area makes sense to them that's right um we just made sure they had that they looked for a long 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 period right. of time and, it, and we had to give them some land in order to do that Listen, we were very um, blessed with where that land is located. It's right mm-hmm. across the street from the university. And we haven't talked enough about my wife's role in this. We're very Please. much business partners. And, and How Nitra, is that? Yeah, Nitra, Nitra brings a brilliant business mind to this. Nitra was also a professor at Georgia Southern. We okay. met at Georgia Southern. She was also a student athlete. And I, um, I think all student athletes were a little bit biased and we, that we think we work a little bit harder and, you know, <laughs> okay. along the way. So there's a work ethic um, to be there. Yeah. But we we run the clubhouse together. We absolutely run the team together. And mm-hmm. and um, and we we ultimately brought in um, some other um, partners into the team who are minority investors and in a larger development group. Sure. That we've put together. Um, and it made sense to them to do so too. You know, in, in this, I have to ask, you know, one of, one of the challenges I think is sometimes you see uh, relationships and marriages, uh, they don't want to spend as much time together, right? But it seems as if you guys have made that work. How? How what, what is it that makes that, yeah. you know, you enjoy not only spending, you know, your private life, but also like very much on the business side every day. Am I correct? Yeah, that's a great point. And, and listen, I can't speak for everybody's sure. recipe to that. Uh, my wife and I are crazy about each other. Yeah. We we are different people. Um, I think we recognize that we're different. We, we sort of lead differently. We have some different strengths. We have different parts of our business that I think we each like a little bit more than, than others. Um, 
listen, there are days it's exhausting uh-huh. um, and we need to come home and not do anything but turn Netflix on. <laughs> okay. Okay. And get okay. through what our, our latest thing is that, sure. we're, uh, that we're streaming. Um, but I think we, our, our respect for one another is good. Listen, Tormenta doesn't happen without Nitra. Mm. Um, the clubhouse doesn't work without Nitra and Publix isn't here without wow. Nitra. Um, she sort of prefers me to be the ones doing the Adam saying interviews uh-huh. and um, and be in front of the camera. Sure, um, because she has a much a, a, a better strength in, in some of those areas. Um, yeah, there are challenges when you have partners. You're also sometimes our partner. My partner's a roommate. Sure, and we raise children together. That's right. Um, but thankfully, um, ours is is our partnerships and our marriage is first. And you know, are there days that are tough? Sure, but yeah. it, this is so much fun. That's um, right. Are you kidding me? And, and and we get to bounce ideas off of each other and and get to challenge each other ideas. Mm-hmm. And there's certainly are moments where her ideas I don't like and she doesn't <laughs> like my ideas. But my goodness, if we look, if we liked all of our ideas and yeah. our, as partners, much less um, uh, being a husband and wife, uh, we would have some fiascos on our hands mm-hmm. because we wouldn't get the kind of um, correction along yeah. the way that we might need. That's right. It's a great, it's a great partnership. Thanks for letting me talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I love that. Uh, let's kind of like change direction sure. now. Um, out of all the experience that you've had in your life, what has prepared you the most for tackling this current project that you're on? You know, the first thing that just jumped in my mind was when I was a baseball player. Mm. Um I think that influenced. I think the direction I got under Jack Stallings as a coach and and Larry Bryant was my assistant co- assistant coach in those days. They they sort of crystallized my thinking a lot about how you you play the game and how you have teammates. Um, a lot of those things influenced me as a professor and easily as a you know business owner. Yeah, uh, I can I can hear those little voices in the back of my mind thinking about how they would have handled. You know certain situations. Um, I think we all say our parents are big influences on us, and mine are too. Yeah. We live here. My parents still are here. Yeah, they're easily our biggest fans of of what we get to do, and and that's a joy. Yeah, um, for us. Um, you know, you get surrounded by people who you value, but I think it would be improper if I didn't say that this city of Statesboro matters to me. Mm. Some of my biggest influences, I'm not sure how much I would could do, could, I could pull off in another place. Mm. I think there are some uniqueness, some qualities here, and um, I got to grow up here, so I have some relationships that are here, and mm-hmm. um, thankfully earned some respect along the way from some people who also wanted to be, to help and, and to trust some of ideas that we that we've had, and you know, the whole idea for even bringing, bringing Publix here. I give Benji Thompson at the Development Authority and, and Heidi Jeffers, who used to run the CVB here and who had worked for me at uh, Tormenta. She's now in, in Metter. Sure. Um, you know, if it wasn't for those two, um, they're the ones that sort of had the ideas about about Publix coming. Mm-hmm. So some of this is serendipity. You you have the right people in place at the right times and, um, and you keep going. I, I think being an athlete and being a coach – I probably define myself still in those ways as much as anything, Adam. Mm-hmm. And, um, those are probably the biggest influences I've had for me. What 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 are some of those things that they would tell you? Like you know, like obviously, obviously, um, there's things. The, I'm, I'm assuming that these are you consider them mentors, right? Yeah, for sure. And they've given you kind of like these tidbits. What are some tidbits that they gave you that kind of like have stuck with you through all of this? 
I'm full of Hallmark greetings card sales yeah. like right now. Yeah. Um, I, easily the first thing was to spend my energies on the things I can control. Mm. And if I can't control it, I can't control whether it's going to rain today. Yeah. So get ready to play anyway. Yeah. Um, stop arguing with the umpire. He's not going to change his call. Uh-huh. You're wasting your energies on that. Focus on making the next play or the next at bat on mm-hmm. what you can control. Well, those are simple yeah. kinds of things. So I don't argue with umpires. Huh. Um, I didn't. Um, I don't worry about the weather. Mm-hmm. That translates into I think, you know, when things go bad. Okay, got it. What's next? Yeah. Whew, that did not work. What's next? I Fle- can't flexibility. I just can't. I don't have the. I'm not good enough at this to sort of drown in the things we've messed up. Mm. It's got to be going forward in terms of all right what can we control then that 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 makes this part makes this part better i'm probably a bit of a fixer yeah. in those things i want to fix them and move on so i need to be surrounded by people that can whoo tell me to you know <laughs> pause sometimes um um along the way but how lucky am i to have a family and and brothers and sisters and some of my best friends who um are big cheerleaders and and everything that we got doing and and some of my partners that have joined us along the way have um, only made me, only made me smarter. Um, one of my um, partners, Jeff Spencer, has two sayings that I use a lot. Mm-hmm. I stole them from him completely. Sure. One is uh, we reserve the right to get smarter. Okay. And we use it all the time. Yeah. Um, because it made sense today, maybe it won't make sense tomorrow. Yeah. And the other part was, I think he's really um, crystallizes in his next saying that he uses a lot, and that's if it matters to you then it's going to matter to me. Mm. And that works really well with people, that whether they're employees or friends or neighbors. But in our case, in the business world, um, you know, if it matters to our business partners, then it's going to matter to me. That's right. I want them to make sure also, what also matters to me. But I think those are the kinds of things that easily came out of being a um, an athlete and a coach that, um, that really have uh, helped guide you know, each and every day. I love that. I mean, those things, you know, um, I have a few. Uh, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. I love it. Keep and, going. Now I'm going to interview you. Keep huh? going. Nah. So, but, like, you know, in, in the way that, um, I have the six Ps, uh, proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. Love that. And so, like, you know, those type of things, I think, you know, they're simple, concise. Yeah. But it's a great way to kind of, you know, live and approach these different tasks that you're taking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a huge part of, you know, a lot of the success that people experience is because they've had these, you know, you know, just tidbits that yeah. kind of like guide. I'll throw um, out a quick one to you. I, you I, I had the good fortune to meet um, Joe DiMaggio before he passed away. We worked four summers together doing baseball things wow. in, in, in Japan, actually. Uh-huh. And um, and Joe had honeymoon there with Marilyn Monroe when they were, were married. So it was just, I mean, that was in awe of what I'm going on. But yeah, there's a long story that Joe would share, but it essentially boiled down to this. He got real angry with a reporter one time who accused him of being, how's it feel to be such a natural hitter? And and Joe would take, he took him down to his basement, showed him how he worked on his stride and yeah. his swing. He did a little 30 minute routine and he put a chalk mark on the wall turned on the lights and there were hundreds of thousands of these chalk marks on the wall. Mm. Joe had very salty language we won't use on the podcast. Sure. But he said, don't you ever accuse me of being a natural hitter. Mm. I've worked too hard 
Mm-hmm. at being any better at that. Now, isn't that great for us to hear that there's nothing natural about what we're doing? Yeah. Whether we're teaching or running a business, parenting, yeah. being a spouse, it takes work and it takes time on task. It's not a natural thing to do. And, you know, one of the things that also I'll harken back to um, Jack Stallings and Larry Bryant, it was that I, we get the saying that a lot of coaches say that it's, listen, it's it's practice makes perfect. And then some of us would come along and say, hey, it's really it's perfect practice that makes perfect. I, we all know what the sentiment sure. be there is. I just think it's a giant misunderstanding of practice. Sure. Practice makes permanent. Mm. Now, those permanent traits sometimes make it more difficult, not easier. That's right. Right? And so we'll call them good habits or bad habits, I think, are in the same sort of thing. But practice makes permanent. That's why we practice. Mm-hmm. And hopefully our practice is the kinds of things that get set in stone with our routines That's and, right. our, and our cultures that we want to um, create. And, you know, those habitual pieces that we always will, will come back to. So this whole idea that there's nothing natural about what we're doing mm-hmm. takes work. And that it's really that practice makes permanent. I think are some of those things that came out of, uh, you know, all those time on task as an athlete and a coach. That's right. For you, what, what is the passion? So, you know, you have, it seems mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, very early on, you know, sports is there. Yeah. And then, you know, to a certain extent, maybe even business, because you're speaking like the language right now of, you know, how to pull, be, be that visionary of driving. What, what's the passion for you? I like people. I do like I do like people. I feel connected to the people I get to work with and mm-hmm. very quickly feel a responsibility to them. Yes. Um I I I don't I don't want to over intellectualize this. Uh my passion is my home. Mm. I live here. Yeah. I I have high aspirations for this place. Mm-hmm. I don't live somewhere else. That's right. Um and while I absolutely consider myself a citizen of the planet, Sure. With seven and a half billion others, and we're all trying to minimize the amount of time we step on each other's toes, uh-huh. um, but also celebrate what that means. Please tell me we'll never all be the same. I love yeah. that we're different yes. kinds of folks, and I relish and celebrate that. Now you're getting the Dr. Van Tassel piece talking. Yeah. But my passion is 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 growing this community. Yeah. I only get to touch it on the growing on the professional sports side and a little bit on the entertainment side with the clubhouse. But I I think the, because this is home for me, um, my passion absolutely would be, well, then make this home better. Mm -hmm. And um, some people do that by running for office. Some people do that. I got to do it a while while I was teaching and students that would come in and out of here. Mm -hmm. Um, I certainly got to do that by influencing um, my children, as they grew up and went to school here and proud graduates of Statesboro High, and uh, my son just graduated from Georgia Southern with his nursing degree. And, Congrats to him. Yeah, my eldest went to NYU and, and, and is called New York City, still home. Amazing. But my passion is um, is this place. Yeah. There's a lot of people working on this place, aren't yeah. there? Um, I'm a teeny tiny part of that, so... My level of arrogancy doesn't rise to the fact that no, I think I, I can I, change all of those things. I feel, you know, it, it's rare to have the amount of impact that you have been able to have. And obviously, like, there's more, it's more than just you. But I, I don't want to discount what you've done for this city by any means. You know, having Tormenta 
this professional team mm-hmm. in Statesboro is a huge deal. The fact that I, I don't think there's a open air venue anywhere close to us. And you're doing that in a community of Statesboro. That's mm-hmm. wild. That's crazy. A lot of people do ask, why are you? Because we're the smallest sports pro market in the United States. Mm. The next smallest is Greenville, South Carolina, by the way. Greenville is infinitely bigger than Statesboro. <laughs> right? Okay, that's right. Um, and and how is that working? Um, well, we do get to impact the business side of that, but it only works if the community mm. um, supports us and it makes sense mm-hmm. for them to support us. And, um, you know, kudos to, to this place that, that we call home. We're not done. We're going to yeah. work on this again tomorrow and and the next day and, 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 and to keep going. What's uh what's in the future for, you know, uh, in your eyes? I mean, you have laid down this amazing infrastructure already of, you know, w- dreaming up this sure. stadium in Statesboro, you know, the Publix, of course. What is on the future? What's on the horizon in your eyes? Well, we're going to quickly start moving into um, things are being built and, and there are certainly more things to be built, um, especially on the housing side. We got to have enough places for people to live here as we're growing. Yep. Um, but we're going to then move our energies into operating them. And, um, you know, the stadium is a venue for 14,000 people to host concerts in. And two-day con- uh, festivals, music festivals in Statesboro are coming. Yeah. Um, we actually, I think people in this area would be very pleased to see um, how 14,000-seat outdoor venues are in the the big music world of yeah. the artists that they would like to see. Yeah. Um, that's exciting to be able to operate all of that. We'll have a stadium that will, you know, it's the right size for us. Yeah. 5,300 with skybox seats and people living in there. But it's also the right size to maybe host the NCAA's Final Four. Um, if Omaha can be the home for college baseball, Statesboro should be the co- home for um, for college soccer, mm-hmm. you know, as the Final Four. Um, we have big plans to bring in some of the top European clubs yep. here and and um, you know, I love the opportunity to bring Man City to Statesboro to, Would to be play amazing. Tormenta in July as they're getting ready for the Premier League. We've been working on this stuff for years now. That's right. Um, and and this stuff will spur other kinds of pieces um, that that will be there. So we have big plans. A lot of them move to the operating side. Um, we've got some plans to expand the clubhouse a little bit and do some more fun things um, that are in there and and to. Um, and to make sure that our best days are those days we're creating memories and experiences and that our worst days we're minimizing, you know, people coming in and, and we're not meeting those expectations. But um, listen, some days you win championships in sports and sometimes you get throttled, yeah. you know, on the field and, and you got to pick yourself up and, and get ready for the for the next game. So those are driving pieces um, for us, Adam, and um, and kind of that's that's where we are at the moment. We're not done. Yeah. Um, before we kind of like, you know, we wrap up the show, is there a word of advice to, you know, entrepreneurs and business people out there? I mean, you speak directly to Statesboro, but just overall, is there a, a piece of advice that you would give them? I, I think communities are all different. Mm-hmm. No, be, be where your feet are. Be present. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're present in a community, mm-hmm. then you'll know well, what kind of things would this community like to be a part of? Mm-hmm. Um, we could have brought in a Publix and a pro soccer team into a lot of communities they would never would have worked. Mm-hmm. 
right? So what does your community sort of want now? And and then make that work um, mm-hmm. kinds of things. It's not the same in every place. And it, these aren't cookie cutter, cookie cutter pieces. I've said it earlier. I'm not certain how successful I would be in another city mm-hmm. trying to do these things. I'd, I'd like to think we we could. And 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 not every day feels super successful either, does it? Yeah. Um, I, but know, I know. Yeah, you know what I'm ta- yeah. what I'm talking about. But but that's what we're trying to be. That's right. And uh, when we're at our best, I think you, you be be where your feet are. Yeah. And um, and live where you're going to be. And then I think that's how you begin to win people over because you're going to want them to be part of your business. Uh, Dr. Van Tassel, I, it's an absolute pleasure having you on the, the show. Um, on behalf of Statesboro, I'm a resident of Statesboro. It's absolutely an inspiration to see the things that you mm. have been able to, to accomplish. And I'm so excited for the future, you know, uh, even more than just having a having a outdoor, um, you know, arena in Statesboro. It's about what you are doing for this community that makes a difference. Well, appreciate it. Next time I'm on, we're going to interview you. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks, but, Adam. Uh, welcome to the show. Okay. Thank, thank you. you.